0: This week's special guest sponsor is brought to you by Three Brothers Coffee right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Locally owned and operated, Three Brothers features carefully curated selections of local, regional, and national roasters for unique experience without your usual coffee shop snobbery. From single-origin AeroPress coffee to signature beverages only available at their shop, Three Brothers Coffee provides an amazing space to create, study, or just relax with good company. Check them out on Instagram at Three Brothers Coffee or online at ThreeBrosCoffee.com for additional info on Nashville's best kept secrets.
1: What's up, Nashville? Welcome to The Local Wave, Conversations with the Nashville Underground. I'm your host, Alex McWilliam. I just drove in from Michigan uh, a couple hours ago, and I'm super tired, but I got to talk with Matt and Hayden from Pale Lungs. And I'm extremely excited to show you this episode, not only because of the great conversation, but because they gave us an exclusive song called Sanctuaries off their new EP, Strawberry. That EP comes out next week on the 19th, so be sure to check out Spotify and iTunes and all that business for that. And they've got a release show coming up on June 6th here in Nashville at the end with a couple great Nashville locals, uh, Pocket Science and Mountains Like Wax, along with Touring X, Animal Flag, and Pictures of Vernon. I also have some very exciting news about The Local Wave. We have stickers now, so if you want some, just go ahead and either square cash or Venmo me a couple bucks and hit me up on Instagram or wherever, and I will send you some stickers and any leftover buttons that I have. You know, be sure to follow us at The Local Wave, subscribe on iTunes, all that good business. Anyway, I want to get to this song. This song is so good. It's called Sanctuaries. It's by Pale Lungs. You're going to hear it, and then you're going to hear the episode. So there's time for me to talk later. Here's the song, Sanctuaries, of Pale Lung's new EP, Strawberry, and then my conversation with Matt and Hayden. Lungs, we're here, we're doing it. We're doing it, yeah. You're on the local wave, welcome. Oh my god, hey, hey, what's and going on? <laughs> for the listeners, this is Matthew. Hello, I'm Matthew, and this is Hayden.
2: Hey, what's going on?
1: Yeah, so I have to do, I always forget to do that, and we oh, get yeah. like 10 minutes in, and like, then people are like, who the hell is talking yeah. about? <laughs> oh, is so, yeah, I've
3: listened to a couple of the
1: episodes, and it's
3: like halfway through, it's like, oh, by the way, I'm, you know, yeah. Greg, or whoever.
1: Well, thanks for listening, oh my god. Of course. I've yeah. never had anyone named Greg on, so. Uh, well, maybe I wasn't listening, but I just <laughs> gave myself away. <laughs> <laughs> um, the kind of, well... I just listened to your new song, which in the podcast, when people listen to it, they will have just heard it. Cool, oh, yeah. So I guess we can start there at cool. Sanctuaries. All right. Yeah. That new song. It's awesome. Thank, Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Where did yeah, it, where it all come from? You got Strawberry dropping here pretty soon. You got a release show coming up that'll, you'll, people will hear this before the release show. Right. So June 6th. June 6th. At Check it end. out. At the end. Yeah. I'm but excited for that show. Yeah. yeah it's so be tell a lot me about this new EP.
3: Um, well, it's, uh, I guess, how long have we, been, have we been writing? It's been... We've been writing for right
2: around a year. Wow. I would say, right? That's weird to think about.
3: Yeah, we've just been kind of like, uh, I guess taking the writing process kind of slow. And, also, uh,
2: yeah. Also, I had my little, like, three-month hiatus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> Hayden was gone for a while. But yeah, it's, mm-hmm. been, it's been nice. We've been kind of just letting the songs, like, simmer, marinate for a while. Yeah. Kind mm-hmm. of... Because, you know, like... There was a, you know, a point in time where we would be like writing for a deadline. And then when we started playing the songs like live, they would change over the course of some mm-hmm. months and, you know, however many times we played them. So mm-hmm. the record would sound different than, you know, we did right like live, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So this has been nice because we get to kind of just, we've been sitting on the songs for a little bit and uh, it's been, it's been cool though. It's been about a year, a little bit less. Something but, like uh, that. Are yeah. you sick of them yet? No,
2: no, (laughs) no. It's it's kind of cool because now that we're about to put it out, it feels like they're almost becoming more real now. Yeah, like it's it's becoming like something we can actually like discuss and like be proud of because now it's not just us like writing in a room; it's us like getting ready to like show it to everyone. Right. So if anything, I'm more into them now, like more excited about them now because now it's becoming an established thing.
3: Yeah. Well, also hearing them like through speakers that aren't, you know my amp or like you know just uh, hearing the songs without having to play the songs is a different experience which is Mm -hmm. nice
1: right and so sanctuaries which we you will have just heard uh in the podcast um where did that come from that that was probably the most emotional i've heard especially during that bridge (laughs) that was unbelievable i like did not see that coming thanks awesome
3: i uh yeah um just in terms of like lyrical content. Yeah, I mean, kind of, do yeah. you
1: do you write the lyrics, man? Uh,
3: yeah, I yeah. do for most of the songs. Cool. Hayden's got a few songs that he's written for, and yeah, but uh, I think everything on this EP uh, I did lyrically. But um, yeah, no, this song was uh It was kind of. Um, it was. Oh, <laughs> it was like a. I guess, kind of like one big analogy towards like because uh, there's a few lines in there. It's like, um. Trying to think about the course. It's it's essentially just like a um how leaving a space that you've like inhabited for so long mm-hmm. it's kind of how that affects you and how like once you leave this space that you've inhabited, like that space kind of inhabits you in a weird way, and it's kind of it speaks to uh it speaks to just like holding that memory and like not letting it like like going back and seeing things change and like having Something that you hold so close, kind of forget about you once you leave, and uh, it's kind of vague and everything. But I guess I like to leave it up to interpretation a little bit. But you know, yeah, that's it's about, really, yeah,
1: that's it's, really interesting. Today, when I was driving back from uh, Michigan, Chelsea, my wife, um, she, we went and stopped at her college, and so she actually had the way you described it was moments, literally yeah. was just that moment because she, we we were leaving, and she she had shown me like. Where our dorm was, and like all the, you know, all the little spots they used to go to mm-hmm. in this super small town of Marion, Indiana, mm-hmm. and we were leaving, and she was just like, "I feel so strange. Like I hate it. You know, That's like crazy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I guess like a way to describe it is like the emotional dissonance when you when you leave a certain place, it's permanently that in your mind." Right. And if you return and it changes, I guess it just sort of That's exactly what happens. It's like you don't want to see that, you know. Yeah. That's exactly I mean there were buildings that
1: weren't there before Mm. there like things had shut down Mm. that you know, and she was just like, This isn't the beautiful place that I you know that I remember. Yeah,
3: it's it's almost better to not go back and like it's better to kind of just keep it safe in your head, the picture that you have
2: Mm. of it. Yeah. There's that the untainted memory. That
3: almost directly reflects one of the lines. But yeah,
1: it's that's kind of about that. Cool. Yeah. And did you write, or musically? Or is it more of a collaborative effort? Oh yeah, musically, you guys? it's
3: it's pretty collaborative. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. we kind of bring it together, and yeah, usually, obviously we'll we'll sh- I'll show up with like a riff, or somebody mm-hmm. else will, and then we'll just kind of like build off of it. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. kind of mm-hmm. butt our heads together, jam for a while, and just until it's you know something we're all
1: happy with. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to go deep. I want to go all the way back. Oh man, let's yeah, do it. all the way back. Okay. So do you? So did you guys like grow up together? Did you? Where did you guys meet?
2: Um, we actually met, like, first or second week of college. Yeah, freshman year. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, originally, and, and Matt's from Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. So we just kind of, we both, well, I went to MTSU, Matt still goes to MTSU, and we lived in the same dorm.
1: Because you totally graduated.
2: I did. Thank you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we lived in the same dorm, and, yeah, we just met that way. Um,
3: yeah, we just started just playing music together. We were both looking for somebody to you know write with, so yeah, it right. just kind of worked out.
2: Yeah, we were just, yeah, we all both moved down here. Matt uh, used to be in a band back in Atlanta. I guess you wanted to start a new project.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I had recently like you know moved away, and so like my old band had broken up, and I was like ah, oh, kind of bummed, just trying to like itching to write, right. and, like mm-hmm. jam with some people because you know it had been the first time in I don't know, like five years that I wasn't consistently writing with other people. And I don't know, that was weird for me, so I was just kind of like direct like looking for an outlet as soon yeah. as I got there. But yeah, but tell I me about it.
1: Atlanta. Ah, uh, Atlanta. What was it like cool. growing up there?
3: Um I grew up in a suburb called uh, Conyers. It's probably like forty five, maybe thirty minutes away from it. And it was it was cool. I had a I had a really good childhood. And, yeah. Know, yeah. It was a good time. You know, my hometown changed a lot as I was growing up and like that's one of the things like going back, it's like completely different. Oh, you know? I like, I totally it's get it. Wild. But it's a... Uh, i still I still like keep up with all the people back home and everything, which is interesting you know, I love that. yeah, no that yeah, doesn't I, happen very often I try I like to at least you know it's they're all you know they're all super supportive of like this,
1: and what was know, that like, old band you were talking about?
3: oh gosh, um Let trust me, me we, we've we've yeah. gotten
1: some some bad band names on the deep. podcast so um it was need... a
3: band called Flattens the Forest
1: See, that's not even yeah. that bad <laughs> no one will ever I bring this up every time somebody mentions it, so because everyone feels embarrassed about their old band names. <laughs> but there was an episode that I talked to with a guy named Jordan McGee and he when he was 10 years old was in a band that did uh, christian covers of rock songs called yeah. Slice with a Y so nice. you're not going to beat that Oh be man like, wait
3: wait christian covers of rock songs as in like like, they, like
1: ACDC songs that they, they put Christian the lyrics over oh, it. that's fantastic that's awesome yeah, so <laughs> that's a beautiful thing Slice with a Y Slice with a Y so you're not going to beat that so yeah. you don't have what to I'm feel embarrassed up as soon as we're out yeah. of here yeah <laughs> So you don't have to feel embarrassed at Back all. Mm-hmm. What was that? What was that old band like? Um, I was guess, that in high school?
3: Yeah, that was a high school thing. I actually started in middle school, which is kind of crazy, but.
1: Hey, Kyle, with the drink. All right, you ooh, thank you. So I ran out of oranges, so I made you what I call an upstate New York. Okay. Cool. It's, uh, it's the same thing, but with like organic pear.
3: Wow! Thank you. That looks amazing.
4: Um, do you like pears?
3: I do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: water i didn't have enough hands that's fine thank you kyle you know cheers guys let's cheers. go cheers. Um, i would like cheers but he didn't <laughs> bring my damn water calls himself a producer <laughs> um yeah flattens
3: of forest was a really good time i learned a lot that was yeah. the first time i had like that was my first real effort in anything musical i uh where did it where did
1: he are your parents musical is that no
3: no no i uh i kind of picked it up i guess Ever since I knew that it was a thing, I was just always like, you know, that's what I want to do. It's, yeah. I think my very first, uh, my very first like rock and roll moment was, uh, I was at home and like, we had, we had like recorded some like, uh, like BMX show, like X games, whatever. And then some 41 was playing like the halftime show. Sick. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Kill. But like, they sounded so bad live. Like looking <laughs> back, I was like, wow. But, uh, Yeah. That was the first band that got me into it and everything, and I started going to local shows and whatnot. And right, it was cool. the t- the The town I grew up in wasn't super conducive to like local DIY music. Like, I think our our main venue was held in a. Uh, it was like we ran illegal rock shows in a uh, in a putt putt place. <laughs> yeah, it was called Sherwood Forest. It That's was, awesome. And it, we had, we had about like four shows before it got shut down. But
1: dang, yeah, it was so- a time. Yeah, so the first band, mm-hmm. what was it called? I'm Flattens of Forest. Okay, yeah. And what was that like?
3: It was, um, it was like a kind of like a Christian rock band, a little bit, like uh, you know, like, you know, religious undertones kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And uh, I guess I took, I've always kind of taken influence from around the same, pe- like the same kinds of stuff. Like I was really into like post rock stuff back then. Like Moving Mountains was my big, right. my big influence, and they still kind of are. Yeah, you know, I mean. Like, in you know, in different ways. But, yeah, it was a good time. We played a lot of, like, it was a lot of the uh, the pay-to-play situation. You right. And you play, like, you know, have this, uh, this band that you like that's coming to town. You're, like, emailing promoters, like, can I open for this? <laughs> and then you do, and you're, like, I- we're going to be famous, I guess.
4: Yeah. So. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is sweet. <laughs> this is this the sound <laughs>
1: The big times. Classic no. Cinderella story. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What about Louisville? What was that like?
2: Um... Louisville is a little bit different. I didn't really pick up a guitar seriously until I was probably about fourteen, like right before my freshman year of high school, and there wasn't that big of a music scene in Louisville around that time. There was a hardcore scene there that was pretty big for a while, but it's kind of simmered out a mm-hmm. little bit. Like as soon as I got into high school,
1: were there any bands that anyone like people would know about that were um, there?
2: Xerxes is from louisville they're um, a hardcore band um knocked loose yeah they're another one more recent but yeah, yeah and th- then they're like towards the end of high school that's when white reaper started becoming a real thing okay shout out to white reaper yeah. I
3: love that band
2: they're great but um yeah so i didn't really have anyone to like jam with really so i picked up the guitar and i was just taking guitar lessons and pretty much the whole reason why i wanted to play guitar was just so i could cover blink 182 songs in my bedroom (laughs) fair blink 182 and say anything that was pretty much it and then i didn't the main stage yeah really take it seriously that's all i really did was like i didn't really try songwriting or anything and then i got to college and matt and i met and we started jamming together and i'm like oh i actually need to know how to play my instrument (laughs) like i'm like i actually need to have like have like some sort of ability so yeah yeah, that was pretty much it for me you picked it up you picked it up real fast. Thank you. Aww.
1: Is that when, uh, so, in college, you had Clay Cages as well. Yeah, that was, that was when we first met. Yeah, that was our just, first project together. We all played together. We did. Yes, times. we did. I end. was
3: racking my brain. What
1: show was that? Okay, so I actually Googled Clay Cages in Overwatch <laughs> okay, to figure to it out. That. There were two shows. Okay. I remember, see, I remember one, I feel like we played at the end we one time. We did play at the end. We definitely I remember. I remember. What show is that? Because that didn't pop up.
2: I don't remember. I can't remember what
1: it was. But I swear we played in the I, together. I, was I feel it
3: like, it was one of the bigger ones that we were like real excited about. Yeah. Was it the early November? No. 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 I
2: don't
1: remember. I saw, y- I saw you guys play that show with early November okay. and Better Off, um, but the two that I wrote down uh was Stolas at Exponent Manor. Yeah. That was like oh, super that... early oh, yeah. wow, in that Overwatch. That that might have been like within the first 5 Overwatcher shows, potentially really? first definitely first 10. Um Exponent Manor by the way. And there was uh yeah, RIP. Um just had Michael on as the last one. Oh yeah, Went really over the that, memories. That, yeah. Um and then Cafe Coco with Bliss. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. cool. I like I totally forgot about that show. I like I totally even forgot you guys were on it. I was yeah, just like, Because yeah. you guys I mean, it seemed like as soon as Clay Cages started, you guys were kinda like hitting the ground running and playing all these shows and getting on. We tried stuff. Yeah.
2: yeah, I think that was it because um for every member of that band, except for Matt, it was all of our first projects. Yeah. Right. So we were trying to like we were super excited about it and trying to get when like, did that start what year um it started in 14? august of 2013 13 yeah.
3: yeah i remember we kind of made it a point not to waste any time like we were like all right wrote these songs like immediately drive down to georgia record them in somebody's basement and then drive back <laughs> up and start playing
2: you in know? a weekend yeah yeah yeah
1: i mean it was it was crazy because i remember you were just on like every show like for a while and it, was, it was awesome <laughs> yeah yeah how did that even fun. like come about who were you like um, hitting up? What was going oh, on? Man. Well,
2: about shows or how we got together?
1: Uh, both. I mean, oh, either one. Yeah,
3: well, we uh, we had played at Exponent a good bit, and mm-hmm, you know, had mm-hmm. a relationship with Michael, and then we we uh, started playing a few Music City shows. Like Grant would put us on. You know, yeah, some our, really cool shows um, every once in a while. And that our, was nice.
2: Our first show was out at, um, what was it the Al Farm? Our oh, very man. first show that was, our first was actually the last Owl Farm show. So that's how we met Dang. Michael, yeah. and it was right before Expo started. Who was that with? What, what show that was, was that? That was with Light the Avenue. Angry Bears. Angry Bears and... Uh, was there another the one? The Captain. The Captain was on that. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, it was, uh, it was... Morgan Carney. Okay. It was yeah. his band. Yeah. So yeah, it was the four of us and... I love it. That was my first show I've ever played, ever. Really? So I was <laughs> super stoked on it. Yeah. like yeah, That's I'm wild. Like, I've yeah. been waiting for this moment for, like, since I was 14. It's <laughs> finally man. happening. <laughs>
1: the big time at the well, Owl yeah. Farm, the for, like, sketchiest place in the world. Yeah, <laughs> it, we, it was weird. <laughs> we played
2: for, like, the other bands and, like, eight of our friends. Yeah. 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 So so that's pretty a pretty classic scenario for, yeah, for we, a first show. We had a great time.
3: The best part is, you know, you show up to a show like that and, you know, there's nobody there, but, like, we're still all so stoked, you know. It's, yeah, well, everybody's uh, having a good time at kind of, that
1: point. It's like even playing for the other bands. You're just like excited for them to hear yeah, you, you, because, to like, you. Yeah, just you know because like yeah, because you know like when you're in a when you're in a band and you like another band that you see, you're gonna like tell everybody mm-hmm. about it. So yeah. almost that scenario, yes, is a bummer S- sometimes when you just show up and it's just all the bands and like their girlfriends or something. Right. But but at the end of the day, like if they like you, that relationship can go i'm sure yeah, you guys totally. have had that scenario yeah, happen we're
2: still really close with the dudes in light the avenue oh yeah they, they changed their name to please uh please forward now yeah. but yeah we, we still talk to them all the time
0: sorry to interrupt but i wanted to tell you about our sponsors the sanctuary and platoon the sanctuary is a nashville-based studio that specializes in giving bands a full audio visual experience to share with the world check them out at sanctuary for more Platoon is a Nashville-based design studio. Platoon is able to help connect brands with their intended audiences through research, strategy, and design. Learn more at platoon.studio. Yeah, cause, oh,
1: yeah. So tension was the first thing that...
3: We actually had a, uh, <laughs> a really, really, <laughs> like shoddy like recording of a three song EP. Okay. And it was uh it's called It Never Even Made a Sound. That was you know what we started out with. Right. And yeah. We then right? it was Tension. Then we had that last EP uh lenses. The lenses we see life through. Mm-hmm. And, yeah.
1: and, and you guys were touring with that too. I mean you yeah. went yeah. out with Pocket Science. We, we, uh, kinda... we did a tour with, with Pocket uh, Science.
3: AJ Bogues. The, yeah Bogues mm-hmm. and uh we did a short one with uh postmodern from yeah. Columbus. Yeah, yeah it was, it was I
1: just time. remember, like, I'm, like I said, you guys just kind of coming out of nowhere, and just, it was awesome. I actually re-listened to uh, all the Clay Cages. Uh, play, yeah. It was great. <laughs> yeah, it was it was awesome. We, I was we, like, I think we had I a forgot. throwback night the other night as well. Yeah, it was a couple <laughs> weeks ago we listened to a- <laughs> I forgot yeah. how, how good those EPs are. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thank you. How did, so, you toured for a little bit, and then it seemed to just kind of, Pale Lung started, and I never really knew where the disconnect happened, like how, um, how Clay Cages ended. We
2: just... We're trying to go in a different artistic direction.
3: Yeah, there was, there was like a slight overlap. It was kind of like mm-hmm. we needed a, uh, I guess, like an outlet in like to kind of write these songs. And it was, wasn't was even necessarily that we weren't fulfilled in Clay Cages. We were just like, you know, trying to like start something new, trying to, mm-hmm. you know. Because that was definitely feel, heavier test the than waters. this is. Um, yeah, some of the stuff was Yeah, like, more energetic and
2: stuff. Yeah, yeah.
3: I feel like we've taken kind of a more like, uh, I guess slower, maybe somber route, I guess. This seems... Mm -hmm. uh, Pale
1: Lungs, I I feel like the difference to me when listening to them back-to-back like I did today, it was more like... Uh, musically heavy with Clay Cages and emotionally heavy with, with Pale Lines.
2: Yeah, I think yeah. that's what yeah. was the difference is like when we first started Clay Cages, you know, we were all 18, so we were right. all like energetic and yeah. like trying to be like, <laughs> let's just be like bouncing off the walls. Yeah, And, and now exactly. you're 21, and 22 yeah, and you're just old men uh, and yeah. you God. can't
1: move like, at all anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you guys, Ruffed I think bones. you like age wise you are definitely the youngest band I've, i've had on here and oh, it's yeah. crazy like y'all are pumping out this good of stuff at Thank this you. age yeah, as that. a 28 year old old guy it's cool <laughs> to see <laughs> all these young bands just gotta doing it right now cool. it's uh, it's been a good time yeah is there any other bands in nashville you're like young bands you're stu- super stoked on right now
3: oh i'm there's tons man there's so many aj like,
2: bogues bogues not his he, solo act but his solo act yeah but absolutely
3: killing it he's one of He's probably he's you know, one of my best friends. He's mm-hmm. best yeah. songwriter I've, I've awesome. ever met. Shout know. out to AJ. Oh, he's fantastic. Shout out to AJ. Yeah, yeah. Um, Low Mass is killing low me mass right is now. The guys. They're guys. They're so much fun to watch.
2: What about you, Hayden? I'm thinking? Hmm. I don't know. Let's come back. Excuse to me. Overwatch, to oh, right. right. of course. <laughs> you said young bands. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, oh, I man. was coughing, dude. <laughs> 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 so
1: when, so you, for a while, you guys have just had my window. When yeah, did you, yeah. when did you guys release? Really that was December. Yeah, late December. December.
2: Yeah, yeah like December. Because you've been playing a bunch then. of
1: shows just on one song. Yeah, you we mean, getting we some cool did ass a shows. Tour on one
3: song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's bananas. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty fun. It's just maybe like, not the smartest thing, like logistically, but mm-hmm. we just we just wanted to do. it. Yeah, we thing. wanted to
2: make sure that we did it right. Mm-hmm. You know, we wanted to take our time because, like, that was one of the main things that we learned from Clay Cages was Clay Cages. It was more we were like trying to meet a predetermined deadline. Yeah. So I feel like some stuff was sort of rushed and all that kind of stuff and we're just like for this first release at least we're just going at our own pace making sure that it's just how we want it yeah. and then putting it out.
1: Why my window first? Um I think in
3: terms of well I, it was the first one to be finished recording yeah. but it okay. definitely worked out because that is the most I guess like structurally sound, the mm-hmm. most uh it's catchy. Yeah, first, I, it's it's probably the most uh, digestible yeah, out of the four, most appealing. Yeah, yeah.
2: from just like a first, yeah, uh, first listen yeah, standpoint. First listen. Well, it's
1: funny because you're, it is catchy, but it's kind of catchy in like pale lungs catchy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. like you're not like a catchy band per right. se, mm-hmm. but I I feel like with bands like you guys, anytime you interject like even the smallest bit of catchiness, it mm-hmm. is like people are kind remember that. Out, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so I thought that was a a perfect choice for, for the first one. And oh, then God. of course you get the fucking Vice article. That oh was wow, like, wow. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> like, I mean, how long have you been a band, and you're getting in a Vice article?
2: Oh, God, I don't, that was that was like back in February. We were a band for, still, still very young. Yeah, yeah, less than a year. We just put out the single.
3: Yeah, it was, that was that was one of those things, you know, like. There was like nothing that we did to deserve like placement in that article, and so we were just kind of just blown. Yeah, we so crazy.
2: Yeah, just didn't even know how to like
3: react to it, process it. Because I saw
1: you guys. I think the first time I ever saw you guys is at the Black Cat basement with the still small voice. Yeah, that release show. That was a great show. And um, Mm. and then like. A couple months later, there's or maybe in a month later, there's there was a Vice article for mm-hmm. those who are listening. You can look it up that were, was a like best Nashville emo bands and mm-hmm. how this yes. kind of, this crazy DIY revival. Kind of... Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and you guys were it, and I was just like I could not believe like you guys <laughs> are like just making moves and then you got the Dashboard Show as kind wild. of as a result.
2: That was nuts.
3: Yeah, I think that was a direct result. Yeah, yeah.
1: well they kind of it seemed like because all the bands are on mm-hmm. it were in the article, right. so it kind yeah. of seemed like
2: yeah. I think Chris from Dashboard read the article and decided to just like you know, turn the spotlight on like the younger bands. So what was
1: is that the biggest show you guys have ever played? I mean individually? Individually,
2: yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I believe
3: that was the largest show. Definitely for me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, that it was, was cool. surreal. That was amazing.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys grow up listening? I mean, you got honestly oh, yeah, he I was, definitely had
3: a phase. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I definitely did. I mean, I still listen to his songs. So, well, it's know,
1: just kind of like, funny because I remember his early stuff is when I was listening to him, yeah. you know, so I didn't know if like you guys even listened to him. Especially
2: like also my my older brother and sister definitely like, always got
1: to have the, the older brother. Yeah. To show yeah.
2: Mm, so every time I was with them, that's what we were jamming. So I yeah. yeah. definitely remember it from my younger days.
1: I had a dude like that who showed me all the, all the cool jams. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
3: No, uh, the, the Spider-Man soundtrack
1: with the, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> me and my
3: buddies, we'd, we had like the soundtrack or something. It was tight.
1: And so that brings us to Strawberry. Strawberry. Yeah. yeah. Kind of full circle here. Yep. Here Where? What's the, uh, the title of the record? Where'd that come from? Um,
2: Tile the Record comes from – well, it's a shortened version of a term, Strawberry Moments, mm-hmm. which is I guess synonymous with like a silver lining sort of. It's like pretty much like the lesson behind a strawberry moment is like even though like you might be like going through like a hard time right now, that there's still like a – like even though like you might feel like you're in a desolate situation, there's still like a little bit of hope there. That like this is why you're going through this, and like mm-hmm. this is why it's going to make it worth it, and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, that's where it comes from. And it's like, I guess how it relates to the songs is more based around perspective and stuff. Like, it's definitely,
3: it's definitely like a loose thing. It's by no means a concept EP, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just kind of like interpretation. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's like a sentiment that we just kind of like held close. Yeah, while we like, like, like recording like, and mm-hmm. writing and this whole process, you know.
1: Yeah. With you guys went to Belmont, right? MTS. MTSU, yeah. excuse yeah. Mm-hmm. me. Um, but I would assume both of you kind of grew up in religious households, sort of. Yeah, I my, did, yeah. my family's yeah. pretty
2: strong Catholic, yeah. So, yeah,
1: so I just didn't know if like this record kind of seemed like maybe there was sort of not some religious overtones, not that you're a Christian by any means, mm-hmm. but like, uh, uh. The sentiment that you were talking about with sanctuaries, especially since you use the word sanctuaries, that there Mm -hmm. there might be like a you look at kind of Christianity or maybe an old faith or what you were in that way, right? You know, Mm
3: -hmm. oh yeah, I mean, like I did a lot of you know my uh, my growing in and around the church when Mm -hmm. I was you know younger, and yeah, that definitely shaped a lot of the way that I think and you know the way I like look at situations and stuff. I Mm -hmm. mean, not so much like. You know the way I am now. I mean, I still have you know, you know, tendencies and stuff like that. Right. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was a, uh, it was, yeah. I mean, you know, a, lar- a large part of that time back home was around you know the church and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, at with sanctuaries, it kind of seemed like you're, to me it at least kind of sounded like the way I interpreted it since you were up for interpretation Mm -hmm. and just hearing the story. Mm -hmm. um, Like the line, uh, I don't want to need you the the way that I need Mm -hmm. you, you know, kind of that seemed to potentially pertain to that. um, And like, I definitely have understood that feeling when it comes to religion. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and I was just kind of wondering if that played any part of it.
3: There... Actually, there are like a few moments throughout the EP that kind of touch on that same sentiment, you know, the uh, the idea of letting go of something that's maybe difficult to let go of for the greater good, like moving on, that kind of thing. And yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's about that. It's about, you know, the past. It's about, you know, religion. It's about people, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. That is kind of like an umbrella like mm-hmm. sentiment.
2: Yeah. For me, the way I always interpreted it was like struggling with like nostalgia. And, like, moving on past, like, your old way of life and, like, turning, like, your eyes more forward with your life instead of looking back and being like, dang, I used to be so easy or, like, right. "Like I used to feel so safe and, like, secure in my life, but now I feel, like, sort of, like, hung out to dry. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. like, hopefully one day I can just, like, be comfortable with who I am now and, like, look forward.
1: I have this tattoo of a Graham Reaper with the word nostalgia because of uh, one of the most profound things I ever heard uh, was this line that said, don't let nostalgia kill the best of what you've got. Mm-hmm. That's you know? awesome. That's yeah. really good. I like and, that. And uh, it's not in a song, so you can steal it. But I'll probably <laughs> use it before you. So just, I'm just saying. So don't use so it. So now it's be a race. As, yeah, don't steal it. So now <laughs> <you're> <laughs> still okay, well, but we'll Yeah. see who gets through the copyright office first. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are writing songs at a way faster pace, so I'm screwed. No, no you guys got true. it's been a, while um, <laughs> a <lot. laughs> um, So I asked two people at the or two questions uh, at the end of the podcast, uh, just broad questions. Mm-hmm. And one, the first one is, what is kind of the biggest like fan moment you've gotten to have because of the band? Like maybe it's like a show you played or someone you got to meet that you were just like you were losing it. You couldn't.
3: Like where, where we were the fan. Yes. Oh oh gosh. There's a couple, you know, being, I guess just being in Nashville, like and being involved in, you know, music around the city, it's like, you're kind of just always like rubbing elbows and like bumping into like people that you've grown up, you know, idolizing and stuff just because the nature of the city. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, obviously the Dashboard show was you know, amazing for us. Oh, it was a really cool life experience.
2: For just, me, it was uh, when we played that house show near Vanderbilt. Um, we were just playing just like not a super big show. We just were playing with this band called Weekend Friends. By the way, check out Weekend Friends. They're amazing. Very good band. Um, we were just playing a random house show, and it was right after our set. We were like breaking down and stuff, and I'm like taking apart my pedal board and everything. And I look up, and I just see this little blonde girl just like like i make eye contact with her and she like smiles and waves at me and i'm just like oh hey like i sort of recognize her i don't know where from so i right. smile wave back and ben our drummer comes up to me and he goes like do you know who that is and i'm like no and he goes like that's Haley williams <laughs> from paramore and i'm like oh and so i'm like i'm like sort of like lost my breath and so i'm like i need to call my sister because like, like, <laughs> she's like the biggest paramore fan yeah that's so hilarious. that was that was a pretty cool moment knowing that yeah. like someone like that like still supports her local scene in such a way that she even like comes out to house shows. Even. Yeah. Like just like random
1: ones. And she watched you guys. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty cool. That insane. was really cool. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that,
2: was, that was fun. Yeah.
1: And then, I mean, this one, this question works, I guess a tiny bit better with the band that's been around for a little bit longer, but <laughs> it is, uh, is what are you most proud of? Like creatively? Hmm.
3: That's tough. I, Hmm. I'm trying to think creatively it's hard to say with you know like a collection of four songs you know, right like which of these i mean i can definitely say that i'm proud of what we're about to put out you yeah know? yeah i'm ecstatic to get it out there yeah excited um, to
2: see how our first impression goes yeah i well, guess uh, it's gonna happen on friday
1: yeah so. wow <laughs>
2: Ooh, that's crazy i guess uh even aside from the creative
3: aspect i i think that like i can speak on behalf of like everybody else in the band that like I've seen a lot of, like, growth, like, personally, like, within myself Mm -hmm. and within, like, my bandmates, you know. Right. That, like, just within the past year, like, growing to, like, work with each other and learn Mm -hmm. how each other work and, you know.
2: I think what was cool with, like, especially when Matt and I were going into this, like, for me especially, like, the band became more of, like, a therapeutic thing on how to, like, work past, like, personal issues in my life and everything that I was going through and I was able to, like, use the band as sort of, like, my outlet to help like progress my life and try to become a better person through it and all that kind of stuff. Because it was like, I was able to like analyze myself or at least try to analyze myself at a level and be like, okay, like this is what you need to do yeah. to like get where you want to be. And I was able to like put that out. The I music. think
3: our songs in like by nature definitely kind of have a cathartic quality to them as well. Right. You know. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it is scary because most people in life are well until adulthood, and even like old people don't understand that sentiment. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, and that's like is crazy. One just hearing you guys how mature these mind young minds are, but also just like even more scary how good the music that you're creating (laughs) is. uh, You know, and I just can't wait to see where you guys go. And I'm. Could not be more thankful that you guys wanted to premiere uh, Sanctuaries on
2: the podcast. We're ecstatic that you are having us. Wouldn't do it anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. Well, thank that's you. it.
1: Cool. All so, right. The end. You can cut it, Kyle. It's your music. All right, well, thank you to Hayden and Matt and to all of Pale Lungs for both the conversation and for the new song, Sanctuary. Be sure to check out their new EP, Strawberry, on the 19th, and then go to the end and see their release show on June 6th. Big thank you to Three Brothers Coffee uh, for the guest sponsorship. Thank you to Kyle at the Tiny Tape Room for recording. Thank you to Charles at Platoon for the branding and logo for Lucas at the Sanctuary for all the video stuff, and lastly, thank you for listening, and please be a fan of your friends and love one another.